Hello and welcome to season one, a podcast where two best friends watch, review, and recommend series of television that only aired one season. My name is Andrew. And my name is Presley. And this week we watched Muppet Mayhem. Is that what you were saying before the music? Um, yeah, so we're going to play the uh, the intro music here and then uh, Presley, if you would, go ahead and synopsize this truly magical show and cue the intro. Well, thank you, the Muppets, for that certified banger. Uh, let's get right into the synopsis. So, uh, The Muppet Mayhem was a Disney Plus original series centered on the former house band of The Muppets as they produced their first studio album since their inception. The show starred Nora, uh, played by Lily Singh, an assistant at a failing Waxtown Records, who convinces Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem to produce an album that uh, was promised to the studio 50 years prior. With the help of loyal follower of the band Moog, played by Tanj Maori, and her influencer sister Hannah, Sarah Chowdhury, they start to form a connection with the members of the band. The band, who are all Muppets, it should be noted, but, you know, is worth, like, they are not Muppets, the main characters, but the band are all Muppets, because they're from The Muppet Show, have been touring since the end of the original Muppet Show run, and have never produced a standalone album of their own songs, only ever playing covers of other songs and playing with other artists. Throughout various adventures and misunderstandings, the band eventually produces their album and then uh, immediately breaks up, resulting in Nora, Hannah, and Moog having to work together to get the band back together prior to them playing for the first time ever at the famous Hollywood Bowl. Animal, who is the uh, famous drummer of the band and kind of his own uh, Muppets character in his own right, a little bit separate from the band, is actually able to rally his bandmates together in support of Nora because he has like a weird obsession with her uh, in order to play at the Hollywood Bowl for the first time. And then they decide, well, you know, we have our first new album. What does, an al- what does a band do uh, when they produce their first album is they go on tour. So they uh, are about to start their fresh tour before their bus breaks down in their driveway end of series and show uh let's let's start right off the bat andrew tell us why you hate the muppets i don't hate the muppets (laughs) um uh to be fair i hated the show i don't hate the muppets you hated the show yeah fucking sucked oh Um, this is gonna be a really good discussion so uh, i'm just I mean, I watched a little bit of Muppet stuff when I was younger, but I never really watched it very much. And I think that probably stems from why I'm not that interested in it or why I don't really care about it. Now, did you watch other uh, Jim Henson-related content a la uh, Sesame Street or uh, anything else? Yeah, when I was a kid, I watched Sesame Street, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I was a kid then. I'm not a kid now. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but in general, I've just never been that interested in, in the Muppet stuff. Like... Even when I was a kid, um, it was fine, but I never really cared about it, to be honest. Um, 
And so as a 30 year old adult, uh, that probably one of the last things I wanted to do with my week or, uh, or two weeks was watch this show and I had to do it. So I did it. You're welcome. Once again, bringing gems to the people and Andrew's light. He's, yeah, I, mean, I cannot express the anger that I can feel from Andrew coming in, right now. In, it's really funny. Yeah. In fairness, me. like I, I think that I'm probably, I would, I would probably bet that I'm somewhat in a minority of folks as far as like my when it comes to your feeling on the, the Muppets, Muppets and my feeling yeah. on the Muppets because I know it is. I think that's definitely true. A well-regarded and like great, you know, kind of yeah. uh, I guess character universe and whatnot. And and I do like some of the characters, right? Like I like. Um, yeah, give me a like rundown the Muppet, of the band. Uh, oh, I'm not, I don't really care about this band, but I was talking oh, about okay. I thought like in the greater the like Muppet universe. Yeah, talk I, about I your Muppet. I, I don't mind the uh, what's the Christmas movie? Um, it's Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol. Like that was I watched that actually for the first time a few years ago. It was fine. Um, I'd rather watch the live action one because I think it was done better. But you know what I mean? Like it's the Muppet. It is live stuff action. can be good. Uh, I mean, like with. A full the cast non Muppet version, and yeah. not Muppets. Um, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I don't hate it. It's just not really my thing. Um, this show sucked, <laughs> like hard. And so, so I'm excited <laughs> to hear about why you loved it because I don't understand why you loved it. Okay, let's let's clarify. I don't want to put words in each other's mouths, right? Okay. You've made it clear that you thought the show sucked. I did not think it sucked. I thought it was a good old fun time. I, yeah. That does not mean I thought it was a great show. Um, I adore okay. the Muppets in pretty much every form. And uh, yeah. there's something that just, they just resonate with my heart and my sense of humor so much. Because you're a Muppet. I, yeah, I am a Muppet. And, you know, I was talking with uh, our, our good friend and friend of the show, Benjamin, um, about the Muppets, because there's some dissension amongst his family and ours uh, around what is the best Muppet film, which is a big contentious debate amongst all people. Okay. Anyone who has a sense has a favorite Muppet movie, and everybody has a different favorite Muppet movie. I contend that Muppet Treasure Island is the best Muppet film, uh, because Treasure Island was my favorite book growing up. Mm -hmm. It stars Tim Curry. It has the best songs, and it's just so good in every regard. He really likes, like you mentioned, Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, and we were talking about why each of them work or don't work in their uh, distinct roles. For instance, A Muppet Christmas Carol works so well because Michael Caine, who plays Ebenezer Scrooge in that film, yeah. treats every single Muppet like a human, right? Like, th the fact that they are Muppets makes no purchase on the story. Now, them themselves can do funny, weird, strange things because they are Muppets. But in the context of the story, they are literally no different from human cast members. And to the same tune, in Muppet Treasure Island, Tim Curry, who is the main kind of big actor in that film, does so well because he is a Muppet in his persona. He does and acts like Muppets act, which is kind of extra and bombastic and exciting. And that is where Muppets find their best stuff is in between that like greatness, where you either treat them like they're just normal people, like in this show, they, they're not distinct from being Muppets as any other touring band. The fact that they are Muppets is incidental to the fact that they're just this really famous band. They are the house yeah. band of the Muppets, which they acknowledge in the show, yeah. but nobody treats them any different by the fact that they are Muppets. Maybe they should. Why? Because they're Muppets and they're not real people. They are real people. No. How are they different? Do you have eyes, Presley? <laughs> How are, how, what do you mean? I, I can't even, 
I can't. Are you saying the people that look that. different I, from I, you aren't human? Holy shit! No, <laughs> I'm talking about someone that's literally made of felt and stuffing is not a fucking human. But I'm saying <laughs> that the stories that? that they can convey are very human stories. Oh my god! Sure, but they're not human. Oh my god! I, I, it's so interesting to me because, like, I think that, like you said, like the the Muppets are so universally um, enjoyed, right? Even if they're not loved or or thought yeah. of as like critical uh successes across the board like the muppets are really liked and the fact that uh you you tend to not resonate with that is very interesting to me yeah is there any other like you like animated shows right which which tend to fall in a similar realm for me right like you have shows like even inside job we both really liked yeah and it's like how in the context of that story is you know they had a weird uh, mushroom character and a dolphin man yeah. and smart people and regular humans and the Illuminati and whatnot all in that show, lizard mm-hmm. people, right? Right. But that doesn't bother you as much as humans and Muppets coexisting in this show. And I'm curious why you think there's such a difference. Because it's not live action. Like, I don't know, the Muppets are being put into a world where real humans are put into the world. Like, and that's not even that big of a deal. It's just, I was just arguing the fact that a Muppet is not a human because they're literally not a human. <clears throat> like okay. animated series and a Muppet series thing is not the same because you're putting felt characters that are given personalities and are on strings into a live action human world. And I'm going to make you just a completely Muppet made and you'll fall in love and animated. I can promise you're not. Um, they're so good. Yeah, they're fine. Anyways, this show um, read to me like a movie that was stretched out and filled with stupid antics to become a series. This, this That's mo- like what the whole shtick of the Muppets is. Yeah, I don't like it. The whole, the <laughs> whole, this whole series should have just been like a movie. I think the series would, for the record, I do think it would have done better if it was a single film. Yeah. Because you're right that there is uh, almost not enough material to justify it. No. And there are moments that you can tell that they like filmed and are like, well, how do we fit this into a series? It's like, well, oh, we'll just stick it at the uh, end as a cliffhanger, like, but they're never addressed. Some other right? stupid shit um, in there. And then that's an episode. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it, there's not that much of this show, right? It's like 25 minutes per episode, 10 episodes. It's not really that much. But there's more they put more in it than it that can than can fit in a movie and they really should have just trimmed out some of the the shit trimmed out some of the fat and just made a show and made a movie and but to me it sounds like to like from my understanding of your perspective the fat is the entirety of the show like you wouldn't really i mean things happened in the series like there were there were there was a plot and there was you know it wasn't like the whole thing was extra and garbage there was some of it in there right like but you could have gone with the main themes of the show and not put in some of the the stuff that didn't feel like it was actually aiding the main story okay give me give me like an example one way or the other just so our listeners have context because they may may or may not have listened to the show uh watch the show uh it's hard to give examples because immediately after i finished this i repressed it um (laughs) give me give me a sec do, 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 do. Yeah, we'll put in the Jeopardy music. Are you like Googling the episodes of the plots? Yeah, I have to look it up because I don't remember because the show was that bad. 
That's uh, so <clears throat> funny. Now I wonder what show you're going to pick next for to torture me. Because I didn't think picking this show would be so such a torturous endeavor for you. Yeah, you know, it is. It was not is. my intent to. Yeah, it is. Um, so, I mean, there's just... So if you if you take from the series, there's a lot of little moments where random people are just like thrown into it or like forcefully inserted into the series, like Cheech and Chong, like Paula Abdul, like all these people. Like there are so many. You didn't like the Samuel L. Jackson cameo? Yeah, uh, Morgan Freeman cameo. You mean? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, stuff like that, right? Danny Trejo. All of those little like moments where they just like force a bunch of A list celebrities into it just for the sake of like having some more names on the list of the cast. Cause you know, for a fact when they probably advertise, they're like, Oh, Morgan Freeman and all these people. And it's like, literally they're in there for a couple minutes, but you could have taken a lot of that stuff out and just made a movie. Like the but whole the idea of what superfluous bullshit that yeah. <laughs> doesn't actually have a plot and it doesn't aid the series or the na- the narrative of the show? Literally, yes. I still think it should have been a movie. Because um, then it would have been fine. less time that it... Or then I wouldn't have even had to watch it. Um, yeah, it wouldn't have been on the podcast. Yeah, it wouldn't have been on the podcast which means I wouldn't have to watch it. I don't know. It wasn't the worst show I've seen for the pod, but I did not like it. I thought it was bad. Like, I watched it with... Uh, my girlfriend we watched a few of the episodes she's how a she feel fan, about the muppets and she okay. was like this is boring this sucks like interesting it's it's i think people like this show because they like the muppets and they're not maybe looking at it critically as a series <laughs> this feels like an attack <laughs> i am subtweeting you uh, yeah really. uh it, it's like so what are your thoughts on it as a series not like removing the muppets out of it right yeah yeah removing the fact that you have an affinity for the muppets no no i get it i can can pull i can pull my fanboy uh persona out of it right which it's allowed to exist right you're allowed to have that but i'm curious as a show critically what do you think of it i agree with you that there is too much cruft right In, in the sense of the 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 overarching plot of we have a band who has been touring for 50 years and has never made an album and we are basically forcing them to make an album. Yeah. I think that that is a kind of fun uh, concept for a movie. And yeah. when you make it about the Muppets is even more fun. Right. Sure. And, uh, I do think that movie would have been better for, for structural reasons and for like the sake of how much story they actually had to tell. I, then expanding on that it's like i still really enjoy the muppets and seeing any muppet content where they're having a fun time and laughing and doing random crazy stuff is enjoyable to me and i think that that added to to make it feel i think less tedious than the way that you are feeling about it Hmm. right because it's like okay when animal as an example in one of the episodes zed shows up the the famous electronic uh producer and he's helping them make a one of their songs before they've kind of found their their musical sense yet right and in during a hot mic kind of mix-up as often happens in like sitcoms animal believes that he is no longer needed in the band so he quits the band right yeah and so then he goes and meets with Ben Schwartz, who's a, a pretty funny comedian in his own right, and is looking for for jobs. And there's this great just moment of him talking with Ben Schwartz before cutting away to him trying to do his various jobs, before discovering that he is like the chosen one of hibachi chefs because he used to be a drummer and like yeah. being a hibachi chef and being a drummer is kind of uh, you know they have some transferable skills, yeah. 
especially when you're a Muppet and your arms just kind of flail around. It's, right. you know, it's, it makes perfect sense. And I just like that as it is, right? That's a fun clip moment time laugh along with animal being a crazy lunatic yeah. as he tries to be a floor cleaner and he's too light. So he just spins around on the, the floor buffer, right? Cause he can't hold it in place for it to buff the floor. Yeah. I just like those moments and I don't feel as if they like detracted or pulled away from the show. I think you did because you don't have the same love of the Muppets as I do. And so it, it that is all to say it's, it's just less tedious in my opinion than, than you felt. And then you add on to the musical sense. And I actually really like a lot of the music in this, in this show. And I thought that would be something that you could maybe latch onto as a, as a, a music lover in your own right. Yeah. I will say, I will say a fair amount of the music is catchy. Yeah. I'm pretty good. Like, like the intro the theme, theme song, like the intro I genuinely theme think is great. Console apps. That's probably the best yeah. part of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, it, I don't want to say that nothing was good about this. Like, no, I didn't really, my, my brain wasn't happy watching it for the most part. And that's okay. Some people yeah. may like this because they were really like Muppet stuff. But I think as a series, I feel like there was just too much fluff and not enough like plot happening yeah. to justify a series. Right. I think a and, movie and should have been, been sufficient. But. I think that's been a recurring theme in a lot of shows that we'll watch. Yeah. That Especially newer like, shows. Yeah. It, yeah. it really is... Um, I think in the era that is streaming and trying to yep. pump out content, there's yeah. a lot more filler being placed into shows rather than like dense quality plots. Yeah. Because and shows are more evergreen, right? They probably make more money yeah. now from a streaming, sh streaming a show. I would imagine. Yeah. And, and you know that they're also just trying to produce enough content to justify you maintaining your subscription between exactly. the huge drops that they know we're going to pull people in. Exactly. You know, similar to like we're talking about with inside job, like the fact that that is a good series uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't help them draw in new subscribers yeah. in the same way that a big, uh, big new drop of a new big season of, that is animated or not does. And yeah, I think this totally. is kind of a similar thing. It's like Disney plus needs to bring people in and they need to retain people. Totally. And I think that the Muppets, while, you know, depending on who you are, you may, <laughs> may not enjoy them yeah. is a big draw for a lot of folks because they have nostalgia. They have, you know, there are some newer Muppet content that is really quality, um, you know, depending on your opinion, even of this show, because I think <laughs> yeah. that there are people that probably really enjoyed this show, even if they sure. weren't the majority. Yeah, even if they didn't like this, I'm sure people may may love other other Muppet stuff. Uh, there's well, obviously a spectrum of interest and, and enjoy of you know enjoyment of this type of series. So and tapping into that, there is an inherent detraction of this show over other Muppet content because it does not star the core Muppet people. Yeah, it stars the house band who have appeared in basically every single Muppet movie and or uh, show in in some form or another and uh, the core members have pretty much stayed the same with dr teeth uh and uh sergeant pepper and um animal or like the big three uh, you know yeah. several others but the fact that kermit and miss piggy and fozzy never once show up in the series i i do think pulls it away from muppet fandom because it's like oh yeah. at least maybe there'll be an episode centered around their interactions with kermit but it's like no that doesn't happen kermit doesn't show up it's kermit like oh okay doesn't well. even exist in this series like he may as yeah, well not I mean, even exist, which is fine. I mean, yeah. it doesn't need to be about him. 
Yeah, they talk about the fact that they were the house band for the Muppet Show and yeah. show clips of them playing with like Elton John and other other famous uh, acts that were yeah. uh, on the Muppet Show because it was a very popular, uh, you know, with a lot of celebrities on it. But the, those characters are not related to the story that's being made here. Correct. Yeah, which which honestly I think is is a benefit because I think that would have. Because it's about the band. It's not about Kermit. It's not about Miss Piggy. It's not about Fozzie Bear. If they would have added them in and throw them in just so people see that in the the previews or whatever whatever. and then they add the trailer and then they watch the show and be disappointed. Like, I think that was to their benefit to focus on just the band. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like that blessing and a curse narrow line, right? Because you're, you are right that yeah. I think staying focused on the band gives you people to care about, right? In yep. so far as the band, a lot of yep. people do have strong affinity for Animal, yep. let's say, yep. right? Or for totally. Dr. Teeth, because they are yeah. well known in the canon. Um, but you also then have it detracting in the sense of like, well, it's not a greater Muppet property. It's not going to bleed into any other Muppet important yeah. content, you know, and the Muppets are all pretty self-contained as it is, Yeah, but just not having that connective tissue also, I think hurts in the same way that it can help. Yeah. I think it, it's a good and a bad cause yeah, you don't have the connective tissue, but then it also works if done well and successful, it could work to expand the universe in a way that makes a lot more possibilities or like yeah. opens a lot more doors for them to create more content uh, that, doesn't focus on their main, uh, I guess, golden geese of the Muppet universe or whatever. So that's great. I thought it was good that it was focused on them and it wasn't just like, you know, every now and then you had one of the famous like golden geese brought in. Um, They kind of did that with the celebrity starring and and I didn't really love that. Um, but, But I will say that one of the cool things or one of the things I thought was good was like how they brought Kevin Smith in that didn't feel as like extra or just to put another name on the docket. He literally was like part of helping promote the album and and whatnot. Like that was, that was something that felt like it didn't need to be in there, but the fact that it was and just enhanced kind of like the way that other people might see and perceive like a documentary, the the whole thing. I I think it's an important distinction, right? To talk about what you're saying, because in one of the episodes, right, they are having to stay in L.A. for the first time ever because they've just been touring in their van for so long. Right. They don't have a place to stay, right? And so they go to this place called The Shack, yep. which has been, which they think is now just a normal house yep. versus when they used to stay there. And so they decorate it all crazily, very <laughs> muppet fiat, right? Yep. And they paint the lawn rainbow, and they yep. add sprinklers to the roof and all this crazy nonsense. Yep. And then all of a sudden the Danny Trejo walks up and he's like, what did you do to my house? Exactly. Right. And then they turn around and they see the shack is like this discrepant falling apart, you know, half tree house, random thing. And it's like, that is in contrast to what you're talking about with Kevin Smith, who shows up and is doing the documentary to show like their, their creation of their album, a la the Beatles. Right. And, one informs the narrative and is a funny cameo where Kevin Smith talks about how shitty his movies are. And another one is just Janie Trejo showing up because he's in a lot of other Muppets things for no reason. Yeah. And I I do understand the the point that you're making. I think it actually is pretty valid because there are times when it's like, okay, Zed comes in who's, you know, he's not a big movie star or anything like that, but it makes sense because they are trying to get his help producing. He's like helping them find a sound and his is very different. It's that it's for, makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it's for me. It's like the casting thing, or, or yeah, I think it was the casting. Oh, because they were because uh, one of the characters. What's the character? The guy is a photographer. What's his name? 
um, Zoot? Zoot. The Muppet who's a photographer? Yeah, Zoot. Yeah, yeah. The, he's just like doesn't understand that he's starring in the documentary because it's yeah. a documentary and not... He thinks it's a movie, a so movie. he needs to cast a Zoot and, for and the so, movie. And then you have a bunch of like celebrities show up as Zoot or whatever and like... One of whom is Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman, literally. For no reason. And then I think it's... It's not that same episode, but then they have like, you know, they're trying to find their style. And so they literally just bring in like a select, like a list celebrity or a list. A lot of musical driven con- like celebrities. every like 30 seconds, there's a new one. And it's just to like add to the roster of, Hey, look who we were able to get for this is what it yeah. felt like. I know that they were trying to find their sound, but I don't know. I, I just didn't really like that. I thought it was yeah, I think- just trying to stack the cast for the sake of selling it. Yeah. Um, and that, that whole well, thing. And it's one thing if a character shows up for a whole episode and influences the plot. It's another thing when someone shows up right. for 30 seconds. Right. And that's the distinction you're making. Kevin Smith keeps showing up behind the camera yeah. in that one episode. And and they're like, what, why bits. would we cut? This stuff is great. You know, yeah. like when like, you wanted a story stupid. about love, this is what you're getting. Like, you know, yeah, he's exactly. kind of like just subtly back there and then they break the fourth wall and <laughs> in a way. Right. And then Kevin Smith's yeah. like, no, this is gold. We're not stopping recording. Yeah. Um, no, and I, in that, I, I episode, like that episode, it's used well because you don't know which of the cameras is the camera of the right. show and which is the camera of the dock. Yeah, exactly. And so they're always looking at wrong cameras the yeah. whole time. And that's like a clever conceit to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I will say like there were some episodes like that was probably one of the better episodes. I yeah. I really, there was one moment and I have to share this because I feel like I've dogged on the show so much. Yeah. You need to share. There, these there are was, like goods and bads. Right? There was one moment where I actually was like, I actually like chuckled, which was saying a lot for how much I enjoyed yeah. the show. I actually chuckled. To me, I was loud. probably like crying, laughing, and you're yeah. like, "That's that one chuckle you let loose." It was when they ate. Uh, oh, I have another thing that I want to talk about. Uh, but okay, it was when they ate the expired marshmallows that were expired. Yeah, like, the, years they have like a like drug trip. Yeah, they basically uh, have like a quest drug trip kind of style quest in thing. Joshua Tree. Yeah, at Joshua Tree, which is funny because like that's what a lot of people do at Joshua Tree, and it's like yeah. you go out in the forest and you take drugs and yeah, or the the yeah. desert, excuse me, and then you're you know whatever. Um, but I think the funny thing was lips when he yeah. was high. <laughs> he was just like, oh, he like looked up and it was just kind of like a peace sign that the stars spell out save the world. Yeah, and so exactly. That make, he makes and it his like, life mission to just save the world, whatever that means. Exactly. And it's like, damn, I've been that high. Like I've experienced <laughs> that. And that's why I laughed. I was like, damn true and real. That happens sometimes. Yeah. Everybody um, has slightly different, uh, yeah, know, everybody has different reactions and, and I think visions. his was my favorite. Um, yeah. The other ones were just like silly and whatever. Like, I think the fact that the Muppets like, kind of had a thing with the marshmallows maybe made more sense than like Nora eating a bad marshmallow. Cause like it's just a bad marshmallow. It doesn't have drugs in it. I don't know. That was weird. But the Muppets are just people. This is important. <sighs> they're not just, okay. I get in what the you're context saying, of the not. narrative, right? Not. I'm not saying yes, literally, but no, the, yeah, like, they're just the supposed to be like other that, people. Yeah. Correct. They are just like any other touring band. I get it. I know? just disagree and I don't like it but it's okay that I don't. Um, okay. So one of the things specifically yeah. even talking about that episode was that there was hardly a scene that wasn't behind a green screen or like some kind of like, it was so obvious that so many of the scenes were in a studio and not in real life. Yeah. And I get that because it's Muppets and they have to like, you know, manipulate the strings and whatever. They gotta be like, under the stage. Yeah. But 
there's a way I feel like there's got to be a way to do it that doesn't make it look so obvious like the entire like marshmallow scene whatever the yeah, whole it's very clearly a sound thing stage meant to look was like just Joshua a stage tree. to make it look like you're actually outside and in Joshua Tree and I don't know it just bugged me it was just something about it I just like maybe I was just already like meh because I it was Muppets and I'm not a big fan but I, I just so I feel like there's yeah, a way to do I, that I have, and make it not so obvious. I definitely have a less of a problem knowing, I think, m- myself knowing more about how Muppets are produced in the sense of like how they literally have to film the limitations oh, I that know, I they know exist. That, yeah. Um, and like you, you also see it contrasted when like in one of the episodes they get smartphones, and this is their first yeah. time on like social media, and one of the bandmates essentially starts a cult. Yeah, on accident. Which is very funny because it's very true of like real life where like somebody is just like saying nonsense and then somebody totally. you know kind of forms a cult. Anyway, like you you see her doing like yoga with her cult members like on like doing a live stream, mm-hmm. and when it shows them on a, on their whole moving sans like sans manipulation of outside people, it looks wrong in in a way that when the Muppets are. Uh, you know, sitting at their keyboards and you can't see below the frame yeah. doesn't feel wrong. And so I think like you're having to work within that inherent limitation, but also creative yeah. freedom of the Muppets where they're, they don't conform to the laws of reality. You know, animal is not really a real creature, so he can do a lot of crazy weird things, but also having to physically manipulate the puppets. I like that. I think more than you probably do. And I understand the restrictions, I do agree with you that there are times, and this brings me to a much broader point that we need to talk about having, this is our second or third Disney Plus show that we've watched. Um, we watched National Treasure, Edge of History, yeah. which was another one. And we watched Willow. Oh, Willow, yeah. Um, but it follows this as well. All Disney Plus shows look identical. And it yeah. really, really bugs me. Yeah. And I don't know if it's that the budget limitation requires them to be kind of conforming to a certain style of filmmaking that requires them to be lit very similarly or not but it doesn't feel like any of the people making these shows have any vision uh separate from what disney allows for them to have you know it's kind of like the disneyfication of marvel how like sometimes they'll bring in a really creative director but then they can't do a lot of their creative things and then they kind of scrap it to go with the more conformist like you know expectation right and this is like it really that bugged me a lot more than what you're talking about no, I I definitely noticed that too, and I, and it is true. I think there's there's kind of a certain style or a certain production level, and I guess method format maybe the best word that that Disney like kind of mandates um, that I did notice was pretty similar. Um, and it makes sense in like the context of like if we're thinking even Disney, yeah, it's like okay, the Mandalorian should look like Ashoka and Book Above that because they all take place totally. in the shared universe, yeah. and Absolutely. there can be d- visual distinctions and stylistic choices yeah. amongst them. Being like, okay, well, you know, uh, Mandalorian is really Western, so let's make it yeah. really Western. But then Book Above Vets more like of a mafia style kind of that yeah. vibe, and then Ahsoka is right. more, you know, they can have individual distinctions, but they're shared universe, right? It totally. connects them. Here, it's like I can mat in some Muppets into National Treasure, exactly. and it would not yeah, look exactly. different than yeah. if it was one or the other. And that's right. like the bigger problem, that's the problem. Totally. Uh, that is really hard to reconcile, and it makes all the shows feel so samey and really boring in a weird way. Even if the thing is exciting, it's just like, oh, well, <clears throat> how is the fun treasure hunting globetrotting show different from the Muppets sitting in their studio? It doesn't, right? right. Yeah, and I think, and I think that's, 
maybe subconsciously or very subtly part of the reason why I was just like, I'm not into this and why the setting kind of like set me off a little bit in a way where I was just like, yeah. I don't like this. I don't want to see this. Um, is, Cause is I think the one thing so I'll similar. say about like Willow in contrast is like that you could tell they're in a forest, like a real forest, not a yeah. set forest. Oh, there are yeah. times when they're in sets, obviously, sure. but like it makes a really big difference to, to lighting, to scenery, to yep. the sound design, the aesthetic of the world, all of that. And this just like, everything's a set. And same thing with National Treasure. Everything was a set. And same thing with all of the Star Wars properties. This is not just like complaining about Disney Hour. Yeah. But it is important because you need to have difference in your vision to create like nuance in the show and make things diverse for the palette because people have different tastes. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And I think that's part of the reason. I think because these things are so similar, I think that's why we keep watching Disney Plus series on the canceled list is <laughs> because they're not unique enough to make people excited to finish them yeah, and for them to be worth continuing. Right. Um, it, it's, it's almost a form of insanity where you keep just repeating the same thing and expecting a different result. Uh, obviously you are changing the content and the characters and, and that kind of thing. But when you have the same stylistic choice or format and it continues to fail and you just keep doing it, not yeah, being creative, um, it it ends in in this and i think that you can't just always throw something on the wall and see if it sticks i think it would be more important yeah, you can't to, always go super far afield and do something wacky yeah you can't always go right you have to, you have to change it up you have to have some you have to have some of yeah. each right you have to kind of go for well, it on one and make it really unique and really fun and you got to have your your breadwinners your ones that keep people subscribing right like and the to business be fair going even to Disney plus that was the first season of the Mandalorian was that yep. it was very unique. Yep. It was very its own style, its own voice and everything. And then it's like, okay, this is a success cookie cutter. it, And it's like, exactly. that's not how that's success not. should work. Nope. And, and it's unfortunate because it rolls into a lot of other things. Follow the same format. Netflix yeah. is doing a lot of the same stuff where all of their original content feels very samey to me, yeah. uh, you know, and, it's unfortunate because it leads to shows that could have their own distinct voice, vision, style, narrative, yeah. uh, falling prey to the cancel hammer when they yeah. otherwise might have, uh, you know, something unique and interesting to say. Yeah, they shows that may have otherwise been great successes are failing um, because they're. It's it's the idea of a corporation to try to kind of industrialize or like simplify yeah. or you know, build a chain and, and kind of like whittle it down to well, entertain using the same the masses, production right? line to make this yeah. different product. Right. And it's unfortunate because it takes a lot of creativity out that people stick around for. Um, and something that I think like the Muppets do really well. Yeah. Like the Muppets yes. are at their best when they are weird and different and yeah. out there. And, and so restricting them into the style that you want for your shows yeah. forces them into a box that, detracts from their success that they have minted for themselves yeah. over the last decades. You know, the Muppets yeah. have been successful since like the seventies, sixties, whenever well, yeah. they first started. That's the and, crazy yeah. thing is that everything that Muppets, Muppets has always been successful and celebrated and wonderful. And this yeah. is a flop. Yeah. Well, I, and we got to ask the important question. We ask this often is uh, why was this show made and who was this show made for? Because I think, like, there's yeah. a fair point to be said of, like, oh, this show's targeted for a slightly younger audience, right? But the younger audience isn't really going to enjoy... There's not enough music 
and not enough playfulness to hold their attention. But then yeah. the older audience is going to be too distracted by the like meta narratives and the like self-referential like social media is destroying your brain and relationships right. are hard and that kind of thing to yeah. really latch on. So I don't know who this show is for. And I, I think that's I don't, one of the big problems. I don't, I don't know either. I have no idea who the audience of this show is either. I mean, it's, It, it's it's kind of almost like nostalgia prey. Yeah. Like, oh, people love the Muppets. Let's just make something Muppets. Like, right. the fact that it's Muppets and people love the Muppets, they almost may be expected to carry this show into success. Yeah. Which, well, and isn't Lily Singh, who's the main actress, a, a YouTube star? No idea. I have okay. never seen think- that person in my life. I, I uh, want to say that she yes. kind of cut her teeth on YouTube where she started there. And, yeah, and we maybe you can look into this it. while I'm talking. Yeah. Um, and I think like it's kind of a YouTube generation thing and that kind of isn't necessarily one box or another. But it's like, okay, here's a successful YouTuber who has a big following. Let's give her a show on Disney Plus to bring in some of her followers. And then, not to mention that, but let's tack on the Muppets. Who, who doesn't like the Muppets other than Andrew? Uh, and we'll have a hit on our hands. Like I can hear that studio think in my head totally. uh, of that's the logic and it doesn't work when it's thought of that way. It's one thing if it's like, Hey, I have this really cool idea to make a, uh, a children's show about the Muppets band making their first album. They do some fun kitty songs. They do some old songs, uh, yep. rebranded for the Muppets style. We can do some fun things like that. One of my favorite jokes in the whole series is during one of their cold opens. Every cold open, they're in the in the van just riding together and doing fun talking yeah. you know, things. And they're singing all of the domain free free use songs. They're like, happy birthday to, you know, wheels on the bus go around. Yeah. You know, they're singing all that. And then they're like, I think we need to do something a little different. I say we do the full 10 minute rendition of Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Right. And here we, g-. and then right as they Cut. start, it cuts to the main yeah. intro credits. And it's like, okay, they, they didn't want to pay for the rights to all of Stairway to Heaven or the Beatles songs or whatever. Right. But they still do play a lot of like solid uh, classic music that yeah. they're known to have played and so i think it would have been funny and interesting to have a kid-centered show that's kind of showing some kids some of those style of songs some of the older style of music that the muppets are known for while then also making some cool new muppet music that they could even release in conjunction an album who knows maybe their full album is actually released and then you could have had something that adults could have watched with their kids and be like, oh, I know, you know, Elton John. I know whoever else they're playing, right? And enjoyed that music while then keeping the story a little bit more kid-focused. Totally. So clearly, Andrew, you didn't like this show as much as I did. I think I we've think, talked about yeah. our goods and bads more or less. You you mentioned that there are some redeeming qualities. You, you did laugh a, a couple of yeah. times, small yeah, chuckles. Were, you didn't, yeah. you don't hate the Muppets on principle. No. You know, you don't, there's no, there's no, it just wasn't your favorite show. And as I think is true, this show is not made for us because we don't know who this show is made (laughs) for. It wasn't us. Because it's too adult for young kids and it's too kiddy for grown adults who love the Muppets. I was watching it with my mom, you know, who's, who's, uh, you know, older and, you know, she laughed and was like, oh, that's fun to see the Muppets like do that. But then at the same time, it's like, why are the Muppets playing a concert in Minecraft? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like very like out of touch in that way. You know Which what I mean? And so anyway, yeah. all of this is to say like, what would have been fun for you for a season two? Like how would you have improved upon or made the show better? Because we have to, you know, think about what we would have wanted from season two. That's part of our job mm-hmm. here at season one. Yeah. I think, 
uh, man, I think we just, we see them obviously figure out how they're going to go on tour. Um, I really don't have End of a thoughts. lot of like creative ideas for this one on, on what a season two could look like. Um, I'm not a, you know, as, as I've beaten into our listeners ears at this point, I'm not a big Muppets person. So I, I would have a hard time coming up with something that feels true to the Muppet kind of content vault, if you will. Um, yeah. Or, or like a way to direct the ship to something that feels more truly Muppet. Um, I just I think we see, you know, maybe a little bit less, or I would hope in a season two a little bit less of the like the, the Gen Z, like, influencer TikTok thing like, Minecraft concert shit, and, and maybe just get a little bit more of the the true Muppets kind of feel to things, um, as far as like yeah. content and, and whatnot. So that's it's not so, a lot, but that's yeah, pretty I much think all. There's I've some got. fun stuff. Yeah, I, I think having a deeper Muppets lexicon and, and history than yeah. you, it's easier for me to sure. imagine. I would have wanted a few things. First, it would have been fun to every episode they're in a different city doing a different tour yeah. thing and, you know, touring. And you could even pair them with famous musicians who are known for those given cities and have them be like we're talking about the good kind of cameo where they're an integral portion of the yeah. plot, you know, the, throughout the whole episode. Right. Every uh, even every couple episodes you have them, you know, they're in Vegas and they're playing with one of the people that have like the Vegas residencies. They show up on Penn and Teller's (laughs) stage. Right. And they just play music and Penn and Teller like this is a magic show. Uh, You know what I mean? Like fun, weird stuff like that. Or like animal does a magic trick and they can't figure it out. That kind of, you know, and then they go to New York and they're at Madison Square Garden and they, you know, interact with you know, some famous New Yorkers <laughs> or show up on SNL randomly. Like, yeah. I think it would be funny to have them integrated in the way that Muppets are often integrated into things, yeah. which is just randomly totally. they show, you know, they, they're, they just end up at the Oscars and it's like, why are they why at are the Oscars, here? you know, or the Tony it's stuff that they think is musical, but isn't, yeah. I think is a fun time. Uh, and you can have them interact with celebrities. I mean, the Muppets, the Muppet show was originally that yeah. it's basically like, puppet snl yeah totally you know where you'd have a celebrity guest and a celebrity musician they'd come in they would do a bunch of sketches and weird interactions jokes whatnot and then they move on and i think you could do that in this like traveling format and then you have an episode where they're broken down in the middle of the desert and they do random things to try and get the bus yeah. to go and try to flag down cars and play a concert on the middle right. of the road uh, yeah i just think that there's plenty of meat on yeah. the bone and i think you need to restructure the presentation of the show to fit either towards an older audience or a younger audience. I think younger audience works better for the Muppets specifically yeah. because young content is easier, I, I think, in a sense to make because you just make it simpler. And then you throw in some high, more nuanced jokes that kids will never, ever totally. pick up on, but adults can latch onto and laugh yep. about and be like, oh, well, I remember the Muppets. That's funny to watch yeah. them do stand-up with Steve Martin sure, or whatever totally. because they showed up at a stand-up thing instead of you know going yeah. to the concert they were supposed to put on. And I think that that could have been fun. I, I, you know, I, I, I see good things for the Muppets ahead. Uh, I think I like the Muppets a lot yeah. and I would love to have just like a regular old Muppet show back again. Uh, just doing the old Muppet things, uh, just cause they're fun. I think that's, makes me sad. that's well said and well read my friend. I think that's a good Thank idea you. for, for a season two. I'm sorry. I didn't have more of a, a fine tuned example of what I was looking for. 
Well, um, and it's okay because it's like, like, like I said at the start, yeah. it's like I've watched a lot more Muppet content than I think you have. Much. And yeah. so I have a I just stronger sense of what works and what doesn't sure. work for the Muppets. Totally. And, you know, yeah. I, the Muppets, I think, in and of themselves are fun. They don't need a weird conceit to make it work. It is better when they have a weird conceit yeah. that is incongruent with their life and what's going yeah. on you know that's some of the funnier episodes here it's like they're doing something crazy that makes no sense for them to do and it's just funny because it's like why are the muppets doing anything oh because it's enjoyable and totally it's, you know I, I just love the muppets yeah. and i don't want it to overly <laughs> bias my opinion i just thought that there were some genuinely funny clips yeah. you know if if i just showed them to random people said hey this is from the new muppet show no context of oh it's about the muppet band or yeah, whatever what think? i think that there's some laughs sure. to be had i think that's fair I think that's fair. Um, well, I'm going to lead us into into ratings here uh, as we kind of yeah, wrap up uh, or have wrapped up our conversation on uh, the greatest series Disney Plus has yet to put forth. Um, <laughs> no, so uh, I'll give a quick recap and then press A. I'm going to ask you what your rating is, so get ready. Yeah. Uh, I know you probably haven't thought about it, so I want to give you some time. Um, <laughs> no, so uh, we're on a five-point scale, technically six if you really want to split hairs. Uh, zero is going to be a show that was an idea that should have just stayed an idea. One is going to be a show uh, that uh, we we should have seen a pilot for, and then it should have probably not gotten um, backed to be a full a full series. Uh, two is going to be a show that was rightfully canceled at one season. Um, you know, it was okay. Enough was enough. We're good. Like handshake. Let's all part ways. All good. Uh, three is going to be watch your own risk, our famous watch your own risk category. If you like the content of the podcast, you like kind of the ideas and themes behind the show. You uh, you like, you like Muppets. Muppets, for example. This may be worth a watch. Totally at your own risk. You know, uh, take our arguments with a grain of salt. I'm not even a Muppets guy. Why are you listening to me talk about it? Um, <laughs> thank you for listening, by the way. No, but it's valid, yeah. right? Because if you're not a Muppets person, then yeah, you probably, probably wouldn't like the like show. Four is going to be a show that deserved multiple seasons. Uh, we're not picketing. We're not. Uh, we don't. We're not sharpening pitchforks and showing up at, at the studio saying we want more. Uh, but it was a great show. We would have loved a couple more seasons. Uh, five is going to be the shows that deserved more seasons, and we are going to sharpen our pitchforks and show up and picket and yep. argue that they were some of the greatest shows that existed and they should have been continued. Um, we haven't given a five out yet. Nope. Anyone who's a Still new listener, happen. keep listening. We'll get there. We're saving the really, really, really good ones uh, because they're few we and far between, special. and we want to make them special. Exactly. Extremely few and far between. So, yeah. uh, with uh, I may surprise okay. you with my number. Okay. Well, I'm ready to be surprised. I'm gonna give it a two. Okay. I think maybe people listening thought I might go for a three. Even some crazy people might have thought I would go for a four. I thought you were gonna go for a three. I think a two is fair. Because while I enjoyed the show and while I could imagine a much better second season, I don't think the world is going to miss this show in in that sense of like, I, I think once you're in the three and up category, there's a, there's something to be said about somebody really enjoyed this and is going to miss yeah. it. And I don't think that this is that quite, you know, if, if it was a mainline yeah. Muppet thing and not the secondary characters of the Muppets, I could maybe give it a three or even a four. But here it's a solid two. I got a good season. I genuinely enjoyed that season. Unironically, not even just to antagonize Andrew. There was a lot of funny moments. There was some yeah. good stuff. Sure, there was some cruff that you could have sure. cut out. And 
that's just how I feel. So so two out of five stars for Presley. Wow. Andrew, give me your wow. zero. Uh no. No. I'm not gonna give it a zero. No zero? Um Okay. Because I'm gonna give it a one. I okay. I think that after the pilot episode of this show, I knew it was bad right. and I do I didn't want to see more of it. And I think that's a perfect okay. one. I think that the concept well, and you could have Sorry, I think the concept of the show and the idea behind it was great. It could have been great. It, even removing myself from the fact that I'm not part of the Muppet fandom, like if I was or right. whatever, I, I would have thought this is a great idea. We should totally create a series about making an album with the most aloof characters we have in the Muppet universe. Right. Try to get them all to sit still for a moment and record an album, right? Yeah. Like there's a lot of personalities in the band that all conflict and are, are, are harmonious at the same mesh time and mesh in ways, great yeah. ways. And so there's a lot of possibility there. I think that the way they did it was not good. And so after the first episode, yeah. I would have been like, nah, this is it. So Interesting. That's where it goes. Yeah. I think like, like your point that you said, like I can see this being a halfway decent film. Yeah. And I think after one episode, you can, you can sense that, right? Like you're saying. Totally. And so maybe I th- feel like that's part of where your thing yep. comes from. It's like, not only was it just not your vibe, but then it's like, oh, well, I can feel a better movie out of this than I can a show that I'd have to sit through nine more episodes of. <laughs> yeah. And so I think your one's yeah. fair. Um, yeah. Because I, I, I yeah. wouldn't so, have said zero. I don't think it's fair. I, I think, like I said, there was enough there to, su- to, to suggest that yeah. it should go past a fleeting thought. Um, yeah. So there, it, it is no. You know, we've given a few zeros, I believe. It is not, I don't think, nearly as bad as any of the no, zeros that we've not done. even close. So, Yeah, so so that makes me happy <laughs> that at least we're we're not uh, completely maligning the Muppets. I, I will always love the Muppets. They have a very special place yeah. in my heart. Uh, when I first discovered them growing up, making my own Muppet for the first time, a lot of special memories. So I will always love them. And I hope for more Muppet content in the future that is not discussed on the show because then it means it was canceled. <laughs> it means it was not good. good. <laughs> not successful. <laughs> right. Uh, exactly. Uh, but that's wonderful. Uh, Andrew, we haven't talked about this, but are we taking a break for the holidays? Or are we going to try to make something happen mm. on the 31st of January? Because uh, that would be our next The 31st of January or December? December, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, we can absolutely make something happen on the January 31st. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know. I think we feel it out. I've got I've got our next show uh, ready to go. Uh, you know, I've got it kind of uh, worked out in advance this time. I usually don't. Well, yeah, we don't. We're not haphazardly <laughs> <laughs> both pulling it yeah, up usually, at the I last minute don't. trying to figure out which show we want to watch. Well, okay. Tell the listeners what our yeah. next show is going to be. So our next, because I'm eager to hear. Yeah, as well. Our next show is going to be the Time Traveler's Wife. It's an HBO series. Oh boy. Um, it. I watched the trailer and I don't okay. know what I think about it yet. Like not that I make up <laughs> my mind that early in a show sometimes, but yeah, but, but like, sometimes you can tell a little bit. I remember watching the movie and okay. it didn't feel like it was like the movie at all, which the movie was great. Okay. That's better. I thought the movie was pretty decent from, from, from oh, what I, I remember. 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 And it's been a long time. Yeah. I don't have any like ultra negative associations when i think of the movie i guess but i don't remember really the okay movie, but yeah that's okay the but okay next show, that's the time show. so Life. it's an hbo the series show, it's gonna be a lot of content probably gonna be like hour-long episodes there's probably at least eight or ten it's a lot of tv oh god um i i think in the interest of 
all the craziness that we're going to have going on and all of our fans are going to have going yeah, on. I think we season. take a little break. We give everybody a little extra time to watch the series. I think it is going to be a bit of a dense one. Um, yeah, maybe we'll come in uh, like the not the 31st because that would be our next release, but maybe yeah. we give ourselves three weeks yeah. instead of two yeah. for this just to give ourselves some levity around the holidays. Definitely. It's my birthday tomorrow, so I want to celebrate that and not watch a potentially terrible it's show. It's your birthday today because the episode is coming out today <laughs> oh, yeah, on your the birthday. Episode's coming out so today happy birthday, Presley. On the 18th, yes. You finally Thank made you it. 22. Much. How do you feel? <laughs> not how old I am. <laughs> This is Andrew joking because he always I always make fun of how old he is being two years older. Right. So not much older. But yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Forty's pretty Happy old. Happy birthday. Oh fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, uh, thank you so much for tuning in as always. Uh we look forward to seeing you after the new year. Twenty twenty four, here we come. Uh with a with a we're doing a little bit of time traveling now Ooh. in talking about our next show. I'm gonna tie it in some way. <laughs> Uh, but thanks all for tuning in. Uh, and where can they find us on social media, Andrew? Yeah, you can find us at season underscore one underscore pod on all socials, as well as our subreddit, r slash season one pod. Best place to get in touch with us or find information on us, episode list, etc., is going to be season one pod.com. Easy, simple, great. Uh, it would be a great birthday uh, slash Christmas present slash New Year's present slash whatever other holidays you celebrate during this wonderful season if you left us a rating and review. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate it. It means a lot to us in our hearts. And that's what really matters this time of year. Well said. Well said. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh, well, I think we're, we're wrapping up the show. So thank yeah. everyone for listening once again. I know I've thanked you all like six times, but it's the season for being thankful. Yeah. So we really appreciate it. Uh, making, making this a fun time for us. Andrew, until next time, uh, I think uh, we're good. Yeah. My name is Presley. My name is Andrew. <laughs> we watch it so you don't have to. Happy holidays. We'll see you in about three weeks to a month. We haven't decided yet, but we'll be in touch. We'll post about it. Follow us on social media. Should we redo that (laughs) outro? Not at all. It was just even keep this in. All right. Happy holidays. (laughs) Bye, folks. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye.